Welcome to 900 Ackland Avenue. This is the podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. What follows is the service from August 7th, 2022. Thank you and God bless. Father, we thank you for Jesus most of all. 
and for the life he, he lived for us and for the uh, sacrifice that he made for us. We pray in his name. Amen. Seven hundred five. Seven oh five. Songs about the will of God. We gather together to ask the Lord blessing. He chastens and chastens his will to make known the wicked oppressing. Now cease from distressing, sing praises to his name. He gets not his own. Yeah. 
between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we look forward to a time when we have peace Reconciliation is a norm. We know that conflict will be with us forever until you come and establish a new heaven and a new earth. And so we ask that as we walk through this life that we use our words and our actions to show, to sow seeds of peace and love. We ask you to be with our missionaries both here and abroad. We ask that you be with our college kids as they go back to school. Help them to stay close to you and to remember that they are your children and our children at Aglin and children of families here. We thank you that we have a place of worship to come. And we ask you to be, especially today, with those in Ukraine we thank you that Chris and Lena are part of our family and that we are able, because of them, to help others in Ukraine. This morning, as they gather and we gather, help us to see ourselves as part of a larger family and help us to uh, continue to connect ourselves with you so that we can see uh, the future as you see it and not as we see it sometimes. Thank you, Lord, for watching over us and for providing for all of our needs. And all this we ask through your son's name. Amen.
Oh, 
and you will complete the process of making all things new. But in the duration, we get to be a part of that. So notice the rhythm of the scriptures this morning. If you grab the bulletin, I want you to look at the scriptures that have already been read and the ones that are coming up, and we'll read the John passage together. So we started the morning, uh, Justin started from Acts chapter 1, and this is Jesus talking to them right before he ascends up to heaven. This is the verse, the heart of this verse is on our banner that we put up at Pentecost and we leave up till Advent, right? Where they talk about, is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom? Jesus, crucifixion, didn't see that coming. Resurrection, blew my mind. But what we kind of wanted the whole time was the kingdom. Like, when's the kingdom coming? Like, when's that going to happen? And he's like, stay in Jerusalem. You're going to receive power. And you're going to be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. You are going to spread the kingdom. If you've ever wondered what your purpose is, and this is what we talked about with the kids and teens all, all week at camp, as a sidekick to Jesus, you are the agent of spreading God's kingdom. And what is the kingdom? It's where what the king wants to happen actually happens. So anytime you're a part of a situation where you're like, I think Jesus would like this, <laughs> that's the kingdom. If you're ever a part of a situation where you're like, I don't think Jesus would like this, that's not the kingdom. Okay, It's a real easy definition. And so we're just trying to spread the kingdom as the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. And that's what happens. When Jesus ascends to the Father's right hand and then pours out the Spirit at Pentecost, that's when the kingdom begins to be restored. Melissa read from Isaiah chapter 2, 1 through 5. We also find the exact same verse in, in Micah 4, 1 through 5. And that tells us that this was one of the passages that the Jews thought about the most because it shows up twice in the Hebrew Bible. And they longed for a time when people would go, why do I have a weapon? I don't need a weapon. It would be more useful to have a farming tool than a weapon because our life is so peaceful now, no one needs weapons. And so you just feel like it's superfluous and pointless to have a weapon. Can you imagine that? I know that is so hard for us to imagine in this world that suddenly everybody goes to Home Depot and they say, hey, can I turn this good into a, you know, turn this gun into a shovel or a hoe or something like that? Like, we can't imagine that. And yet the prophets tell us that day is coming. It's not only going to come, we get to be a part of it coming. We're not just standing back. You know, the angel comes at the end of that Acts 1 because they're just looking up at the ascension. He's like, hey, run along now. <laughs> We're not meant to just stare up into heaven and wait for the second coming. We're meant to be active and be a part of Jesus making all things new. We're about to read the passage from John, but I want you to notice we're going to end the service with Revelation 21, where Jesus says in John's revelation, I am making all things new. And notice it's not, hey, I made past tense all things new. And it's not future tense, I will make things all, all things new. It's I am making all things new. And with the collection we take for Ukraine this morning, with other things we're going to be talking about, this is how Jesus is in the present tense, in our contemporary experience, making all things new. And it's incredibly exciting. If you would stand with me from the John reading, this is our gospel reading this morning. It's in the bulletin. These are powerful words. It flows out of the famous, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But then it says, because of the Holy Spirit, we're not only going to do the same types of things Jesus did, the Spirit's going to take it to the next level. I think sometimes we're satisfied with kind of doing what Jesus did. 
And then think, we're, no, we're called to do not only what Jesus did, but even take it a step further. If you'd like to join with me, the last three verses, the bold section, feel free. John chapter 14, 1 through 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father's in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Together? Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that my Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So the first thing uh, we want to do this morning is take up uh, a collection for Ukraine. In just a second, I'm going to have Dave Wagner come up. And uh, Dave, feel free to say anything you want to say, but then also offer a prayer. And at that time, I talked to a few folks that were going to do the collection. If, you, if you'll come up in just a second, uh, too. Most of you know Chris and Linda Lovingood. Um, this church sponsored Chris to go to Ukraine years ago while he was doing ministry there. He met Linda, who's Ukrainian. Uh, they got married. They've been back in the States a number of years. Now they work. he works with Nations Ministry, which is a refugee organization here in town. But they still, through the Ukrainian Education Center, do a lot of things in Ukraine. They have family there. They've helped get some family here that's now living uh, in, in Smyrna. They uh, were unable to continue to come to our church because they live in Nolensville distance and a variety of things. But we're still, we still frequently talk to them. Like They're still part of our church family. And uh, I wanted to share this before Dave gets up. Um, 9.15 the other night, my phone rings. It's Miss Fran. Call me at 9.15. Uh, which, it's not late for me, but I thought it might be late for her, right? But uh, she's calling me. I said, Miss Fran, is everything all right? She said, I've been reading this email about Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. She said, JP, I can't do much anymore. But I need Chris and Lynn's address because I'm going to send my check directly to them. Uh, and I was just so moved by her being, her heart was just so torn for this. So anyway, I've asked Dave because Dave's been to Ukraine. So he's saying thing, and then after the prayer, those that were going to uh, come up and pass, if you want to come up at that time, I'll hand you the tray. Uh, you can Venmo Ackland Avenue. We're going to announce the total at the end of service, and I'm sure it'll grow over time. But we're going to announce the total in the service. And we'll, I know we never pass the plate anymore. This will be old school today. So, Dave. Sure. I have a lot to say. So, in 2003, I went from 
fall, Christy and I went fall to visit the Ukrainian Education Center. Um, so as I watched the uh, Russians roll into Ukraine on the news and through Facebook, I was just watching in horror and shock, and it, it, it's um, unfathomable that it's still going on uh, in today's world. Um, let's pray. Father, war is uh, hard to understand, hard to watch, hard to conceive of for those of us who have never been in it. Um, we long for the day when all nations stream to your mountain, when, uh, when nation no longer takes up sword against nation, when each man sits under his own vine tree or fig tree and no one makes them afraid. Father, we pray for your mercy and your healing. We pray for peace. We pray for an end to this conflict. We pray that your presence will be there with the people who are um, suffering from physical trauma, emotional trauma, spiritual trauma. We pray that they will know your presence and uh, that you will be there with them. Father, we pray now as we take up these funds to help a particular family who is uh, caring for a lot of children who are um, probably hurting immensely. We pray that these funds will help there, that uh, they can be used to bring some relief to the suffering. It's through your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Those that were able to pass the, the plate, if you want to come on up. Collection is going to go to the Avinchenko family. Chris and Linda know them, have spent some time vetting the situation, understanding the situation. As you saw in the email I sent to the church this weekend, a few of you might not have seen it. Um, this family has fostered over 20 children. Uh, this couple, they're late 50s, early 60s. Um, they fostered over 20 children. Right now, they took in 13 children that they're caring for. They had to move because of the violence. They're looking for a house where they, right now they're in like an old school building, but it doesn't have heat and winter's coming, right? And so they found a house, $20,000, they're trying to get this house. And so everything that we are able to collect is going to go towards the purchase of this home. Chris and Lynn are, are working on this situation. Um, it's a Christian family. They are, they are taking these kids to church and teaching them to be disciples of Jesus. And it's just an amazing way. Chris, and Chris told me the other day on the phone, once Ukrainians are getting to the states, they're getting a lot of support. What Chris and Leonard are focusing on is Ukrainians that are still in Ukraine or in other parts of Europe. That's, that's what they're mainly focusing on. They're saying, like, you know, once Ukrainians are getting here, and Lena's sister and their family are, are now here. Um, and Matt, they just, got, they just got one of your cars, right? Did that <laughs> this week, right? And, um, but they're getting lots of support once they get here. So this is mainly going to those, well, Chris and Lynn are doing mainly those in Ukraine uh, and in Europe. Thank you uh, for that. You may remember the last time we took a collection, it was, it was about a year ago, and we took a collection, a special collection for Afghanistan, because we'd all been watching on the news uh, what was going on in Afghanistan. And, uh, we got an opportunity uh, in, in December and on into January to help a family that was settling here. And this is through an organization called NICE. Uh, 
what's the acronym? National International Center for Empowerment. I always have to remember <laughs> what that stands for. But some of us have been walking alongside this family. Uh, Rebecca, who I see, Stina, uh, Linda Woods, uh, my brother, who does not uh, attend here, but served in Afghanistan through the Air Force, has been helping with us as well. And uh, it has been an up and down process, uh, helping the Saeed family, because it's a single mom with four kids here. And the dad was in a different part of the country when it all went down. We all remember on the news, watching people at the checkpoint in the Ahmad Karzai airport there in Kabul, right, trying to get through. Uh, Zara, the mom, she went four consecutive days to that checkpoint. And on the fourth day, she said the magic word, whatever that was, and she got through. Her husband was not with him at that point. He had been separated. He's now in Dubai. And right now, the U.S. government, they started this several weeks ago, but they are now focused on family reunification. At the moment, they're just trying to get people out of there, and then they kind of had to stop, because then they're trying to get people settled. But now the U.S. government is really focused on family reunification. I was talking with uh, the, the husband this week on FaceTime, and he sent me a 59-page PDF. And as I read it, it's starting to make sense why they were separated and why he wasn't here. For one, they are part of a um, oppressed minority group in Afghanistan that would have been oppressed by the Taliban for years. But also, he worked for the Koreans at a Korean hospital in Afghanistan, so he didn't directly work for the Americans, so it's a little harder for some of those things to happen. But anyway, he has all these recommendation letters. Paul's about to come up and pray. We're praying for this family to be reunified and for the dad to get here. The, the three oldest kids are all in metro schools. They started school back in the spring. But every time we visit them, you can ask Rebecca and attest to this. It just, it just breaks your heart because... The, the mom is stuck. Like when she was growing up, she wasn't allowed to go to school because it was under the Taliban. And so trying to make sense of this now, they're just so stuck. So we're praying that the Saeed family will be reunified. Uh, the paperwork is going to the government. We pray that it will go faster than paperwork normally goes, right? And that this family will be together because this sweet family is just kind of a state of paralysis until they get all back together and they've been apart for over a year at this point can you imagine that okay with four kids so paul's going to come up now and have a special prayer uh, for the reunification of the saeed family involved and a lot about um, different countries that I, I don't know anything about but um, it makes me think of how how large my support group is here how um, how many people I have that I could call for help um, about the advantages I have of knowing the language and living in a place for for 30 plus years and just knowing how things work, how how the interstates work and where the grocery stores are and who's a good doctor and who's a good mechanic and just all these things that I don't think twice about that um, make life easier. Um, so Father, we 
we are mindful of this family and we we ask for your mercy upon them um, I cannot imagine being ripped um, from everything I know and being split from my family and what that would be like what that would be like for this couple what that would be like for the kids but we know that you know them by name and we know that you care for them and we ask your mercy on them um, we pray that you would give them community like I'm talking about that they would meet people here and that they would make friends and that this can become home for them Pray that you be with the kids as they start school. Um, school is hard um, when you're in your home country. And I just pray that you would give them someone to sit with at lunch and a teacher that understands and that you would um, give them friends and just help them as they learn. I pray that you be with uh, the mom and dad and, and just as they try to work uh, within the system to, to get him here, I pray that uh, the, the individuals in the U.S. government will do what they need to do to expedite that work. Um, and I pray that your hand would, would move it fast. Father, and I'm also thankful for the group here that has um, raised their hand and said that they would like to be a part of of helping this family I'm sure and I've heard stories that it it has been frustrating and it's hard and it seems like there are days when um, it's nothing good is coming from it uh, but I pray your patience for those folks I'm thankful that they are representing this church in a good work and I pray um, that that family will see your love um, through our members father bless them and we thank you for your son and we pray that your son would be glorified um, through the interactions with this family it's in his name we pray amen thank you paul and the the eight thousand that uh you all raised last year has been going to help uh, the Sayed family uh, over this past year we're grateful for that uh, we're going to talk just a second about our Aquin partners, and then Matt Perkins. I'm going to have some people come up to be prayed over, and Matt Perkins is going to pray a prayer in just a second. But let me set it up this way. Often as I'm hanging out with friends, driving around town, people will go, tell me what church you're a part of again. Like, like, what church is it? And then I'll tell them about the Aquin Avenue, 12 South, Edge Hill. And they're like, oh, that little church in that strip of land there. Okay. <laughs> I'm driven by that, you know, and, and that's oftentimes uh, how, how we're identified. This church began in 1934, this specific congregation, and so many times in our history, we've had to say, oh, that church, oh, that strip of land, and then say, what's the purpose of our church? Why do we exist? Why are we still there? When white flight happened in the 60s and 70s, a group of people, Miss Fran was a part of it, I mentioned her name two minutes ago, they had to say, everybody that went, everybody used to walk to church, they didn't have a parking lot, everybody walked to church, now people that go don't live in the neighborhood, now people who moved out to the suburbs aren't driving back in for church. What is our purpose? And we, most of us have heard stories 
from Judy and others about ways they tried to minister to the people that God had brought into this neighborhood. And they said, what's our purpose? Before my family was here, 2010, the flood, the church, the basement was flooded. And so the church had to meet somewhere else for 11 months. And those of you that were here said, should we just merge with another church at this point? Do we need to continue to exist? And what you felt was that God continues to want to have a group of people meeting at this little strip of land between Wedgwood and Ackland. Begin to think, why are we here? Like, what are our ministries? What is our influence in this community? We don't need to just be a people that sits at a table together on Sundays and it doesn't impact anything. We need to be people that sit at a table and then that table transforms everything Monday through Saturday. And so a lot of things came out of that. I'm going to mention some of those in just a second. But friends, we're at a similar time now as we're coming back from COVID. When will we be back from COVID? Who knows? I'm not about to make a prediction. But as, as we're in this gradual process of coming back and church participation all over the United States is declining for so many different reasons. Why are we here and what's our purpose? We believe the Spirit of God has come down, and we get a sense of that power when we come together, and then God sends us out to do amazing things. And so we have participated in various ministries over the years, and these are some of our Ackland partners. I'm going to call up some representatives in just a second, and we're going to have a prayer. But at some point in my ignorance and arrogance early on in my time at Ackland, I was trying to find things for us to be involved in. Justin, you laughed too hard at that. You remember some of that. But um, instead of saying, what are we already, what are people already doing? And how can we fan the flame of what people are already doing? And here are some of those things. Okay, and this is not the totality of the work we try to do. This is a big part of it. So Salome Health. Our very own Kelly Moore served on the board of Salome Health for many years. The main Salome Health is right up here in Melrose uh, in, the, in the Kroger parking lot, okay, up here on 8th. They provide health care for people that, that may not have insurance, and they serve a lot of the immigrant population and refugee population. They've opened up a new clinic over the last few years in Antioch, and our own Jennifer Sternberg works at that clinic. We've done some refugee stuff through that. We walked alongside a, a family from Nepal a few years ago. Um, and we've done some cool stuff through them. We've taken collections for them, but we are so grateful for the work that Jennifer does at Salome and continually look for ways to partner with that. United for Hope is another organization we work with. What United for Hope does is it tries to connect churches with local schools. We have all these kids involved in school, and we have, I calculated this for tonight, we have over 20 adults at this church that are involved in education on various levels. That's the main occupation we have at this church is education. Um, Fall Hamilton Elementary School is right down the street from us by the fairgrounds. It's the elementary school closest to our church. Susan Porter, who went to this church for 20 years, many of us know, continues to work at that school. And so several years ago, we began tutoring, uh, doing reading buddies, lunch buddies, all kinds of programs there. Shelly Schmidt organizes that. She had to work today. She wasn't able to be here. I'm going to call up Beth in a second. Beth tutored uh, this. Or did you do a lunch buddy? I think you did a lunch buddy this past year. Uh, and, and had an amazing experience uh, with that once a week, having, having lunch with a young girl there. So I'm going to call her up in a second for the prayer. Another thing we've been involved in um, 
is the LIFE program through Lipscomb University, which Robbie Spivey has been involved in for years and now directs. This is higher education in the men's prison and the women's prison here in Tennessee. Uh, those of you that have been out with Robbie or even taught in those classes, raise your hand if you've been out to the prison at one point for this. A number of you, a lot of hands have gone up there. We're just grateful for that. Um, our church budget, budget gives scholarships for this, a few thousand dollars every year, and there are other ways we've been able to partner with that, so we'll call Robbie up in just a minute. Open Table, which is an outreach uh, group formed uh, co-formed by Lindsey Krinks, who we've sponsored for years on the streets of Nashville. Sabrina is a board member of Open Table. Um, in, the, in the homeless outreach community, there's so many different types of niches. One of the niches that Open Table does is fast-tracking people into housing when they're stuck in the system. I've been amazed several points have they've been able to do that. But then also they do a lot of advocacy work, and the, the camp cleanup that we did yesterday was through um, Open Table. Sabrina's not here. Cosette, will you come up and be your mom's representative for the prayer? Just a second, thank you. Um, Jill's House is an organization that we've done more and more with uh, over the years because we were looking for some type of like mission trip for our teenagers. And what Jill's House does is they do respite care for families of special needs children. They rent out six times a year Camp Wigiwagon over by Percy Priest Lake. Families with special needs kids can take the kids to basically camp for the weekend. There was a 16-year-old boy that we worked with last December, and it was the first night he'd been away from his parents his entire life. He was 16. Can you imagine that, parents? The first date night you've had since in 16 years. Uh, and they were going to a Preds game. They are doing all this type of stuff. And he was so pumped that he got two nights away from his, because I couldn't tell who was more excited, him or the parents, okay? But a number of our teenagers uh, have been a part of this. Uh, Jonah, you've done Jill's house a few times. Will you come up in a second and be the representative uh, for this prayer? And we're doing that again in uh, first weekend of December for 16 and up. If you're 16 and up, you can volunteer for that. Friends Life is a group that we've been involved with for several years because we have three members that work there, Sarah Perkins, Marianne Copeland and uh, Sarah Edwards, who's not here this morning because she's in Malibu, California. There's got to be a story there. Let's all ask her when she gets back. Okay. But um, uh, Sarah Perkins and Marianne Copeland will come up in a second. And this amazing group uh, provides opportunities for uh, teenagers and adults with special needs, all kinds of different programs that they have. Room in the Inn is something that we've been involved in since before the flood. Uh, and this is where November 1st through March 31st, we host people without housing in our building, normally on Sunday nights, sleep here overnight, they get dinner, they get breakfast, we make them a sack lunch. The past two years because of COVID, we've actually hosted at um, their location, but I think we're looking at it being back here maybe, or maybe over at that location, but we're still going to be involved with it. Paul Spivey got so into it that he began to work there as his full-time job. Paul, how many years you worked full-time at Room in the Inn? Seven years now, okay? Um, it's got to be a lot for him to work there and be our church's liaison there. So he's continuing to work there, but Brad's going to be the liaison this year. So I'm going to have them both come up here in just a second. And then last, we started working with a ministry called Low. Ryan Thornton's sister, Samantha, lives in Atlanta. The Lord has laid on her heart for years the Japanese community. A number of Japanese move to Atlanta for work for three to five years and then go back to Japan. Many of them do not know Jesus. 
So she started, along with some other Japanese folks, a ministry to the Japanese that are temporarily working in Atlanta. They get together, they do cultural stuff, they also talk to them about the Lord. This year, for our Nashville work camp, six of them came up and did Nashville work camp with us. Okay, and we played all kinds of games and painted houses during the day. Charlie Perkins would help chaperone that, so I'm going to invite him up, since the Thorntons aren't here this morning, as a representative for that. You guys do so many good things to the power of the Holy Spirit, but if you're looking for more opportunities, connect with the people that are about to come up. God is making all things new. Things are getting better. It's a two steps forward, one step backwards type of world. Okay? But Jesus is real. And the Holy Spirit is alive. And we testify to this. And it is true. And let's get excited about it. I'm going to say just one or two more things after that. But those individuals, if you want to come up now, Matt Perkins, if you want to come up as well to offer this prayer. And we'll have this now. that you work in our lives and um, and are just in the ways that um, you know we can see real work being done for your kingdom um, Lord I, I ask um, a special blessing on all these folks that are up here and, and, and everybody else that's involved with these different um, works um, that we do in your name Lord and I pray um, just that they, they would be uh, encouraged um, that they would know that um, you're doing the hard stuff um, and they would be encouraged to, to give you the hard things, Lord, and, and to know that, um, that you're behind them um, in the work that they do. Lord, I pray that we would all encourage one another um, and uh, be there for one another as we do our part. Um, Lord, sometimes we get uh, ahead of ourselves or we get stressed out or, or busy and, or just overwhelmed with things. And Lord, I pray that we can rally around one another um, and encourage one another to know that, um, again, you're the one that's doing the hard stuff. <laughs> Lord, we, we are so blessed um, to be able to um, do all the different work that's done, and not just by the folks that are up here, but by everybody in this, in this, in this church, Lord. I know there are other things that, that went unspoken um, and there's other work that's being done in this congregation, and we're blessed um, to, to, to just be around that and blessed to do your work, Lord. Um, do it for your glory. Um, God, I pray um, a special blessing on everyone that um, is, uh, is assisted or helped um, by these folks and the work that's done. We, we think of um, prisoners, Lord. We think of school children. Uh, we think of um, folks with intellectual disabilities, families with various challenges. We think of refugees. Um, Lord God, we think of uh, just everybody that's that, that needs your help, Lord. And I I'm, uh, just continue to be blown away of the, the things you're doing, Lord. Um, go with us now, and I, I pray a sense of encouragement, Lord, uh, would descend upon all of us, um, that we would know 
um, that you're here and that all things are being made new. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. As they're returning to their seats, everyone grab their bulletin. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer together, and then we'll sing song. Larry, what's the song number again? 529. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer together. I think the key line that's on my heart this morning is that line, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And every day when we pray, we're praying that the kingdom would come. And it's not in Acts 1, they're just staring up into heaven. Man, I sure hope the kingdom comes. But it's angels saying, hey, hey, come on. You're a part of it. Go into Jerusalem. You're going to get the Holy Spirit. You're a part of it. The purpose of your life comes in being part of Jesus making all things new and the kingdom coming. So let's stand. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. And then Larry will lead us in song. Together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 529, uh, verses 1 and 3. Out of my bondage, sorrow, and night, Jesus, I come, Jesus, I come, into thy freedom, gladness, and light, Jesus, I come to thee. Out of my sickness, into thy health, out of my walk, and into thy sin and into thyself, Jesus, I come to thee. Out of unrest and arrogant pride, Jesus, I come, Jesus, I come, into thy blessed will to abide, Jesus, I come to thee. Out of myself to dwell in thy love, out of despair and raptures above, offer on wings of a dove, Jesus, I come to thee. 433 before the Lord come. 433, we'll just sing the first and last My Jesus has a will, oh, I gladly trust with 
Do what I do and invite everyone to your table, no matter where they are from or what they need or what they can and cannot do. Jesus says, look at me. I am serving you life. So let us participate in remembering and also um, in doing today. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this bread and what it represents to us, bread and body and life freely given. Like Mary, Mother of Jesus, we praise you, for you have filled the hungry with good things, and you have shown us how to do this through Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this cup and what it represents to us, blood and life freely given, so that we, we believe in Jesus and we will never be thirsty. In his name we pray. Amen.
505. First and last verse. Open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hands the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes and
August the 8th, we have several anniversaries on the 8th and the 10th of the Browns, Larry and Shannon, 13. Lucky 13. That's true. Lucky number. Congrats. It's not a Friday, is it? No. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Monday. Monday the 13th. Uh, and Greg and Bonnie Wagner, uh, 24. So congrats to you guys, as well as Justin and Melissa on the 10th, the 31st. He's just looking down. 13th yeah, didn't think of that. That's true. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, everyone, for support on behalf of the elders and the leaders of the congregation. Um, uh, what you've given for the Ukraine effort. Um, I do have a number that Paul has handed to me. It looks like $8,675 were raised this morning. So that's great. I'm, uh, that's, that's really good. Big number. Um, yeah, so, you know, boot camp workouts are very popular these days. Uh, there's a new one, popular workout called Tenement Camp Cleanup. <laughs> Can burn a lot of calories doing that. No, seriously though, um, you know, like he mentioned this morning in the sermon, it, it's a real um, eye-opening experience when you go to those things. There's so much trash. It, it was just incredible how much, how much trash was there, but it's something we don't really think about because we don't, you know, we don't think they don't have places to throw that trash, nor necessarily. They can't just walk to businesses or houses and throw it away because the, the people who run those don't want that. So they just throw it out. And it's not just an eyesore or um, you know aesthetically displeasing, it's a health issue. So uh, it was really, uh, a lot was removed yesterday. Everybody was tired and smelly and all that, but it was really, uh, um, when you see all of that get moved out, um, it, it's a really good thing. I know it's going to start kind of building back up probably, so maybe that's something that the church can, and others can help out with going forward. But, uh, but thanks for all that helped out with that. Midweek gatherings, a little bit of an update on that. Uh, with the weather hopefully cooling, I don't know if it's going to cool enough this week, but, uh, but it will, hopefully it will cool a little bit. And school resuming, we're turning to brown bag devotionals in driveways. So this August 10th, uh, meeting in the Conway's driveway, um, 5.30ish kind of thing. Tonight is the annual back to school blessing at five uh, to pray for all students and teachers and parents as well that are sending their kids back. It's a big thing. Uh, we will especially honor kindergartners, 12th graders, as well as fifth graders into the youth group. So please bring finger foods and desserts for fellowship afterwards, and drinks will be provided. Um, is, yeah, college students as well going back or starting for the first time, so be thinking about them as well. That's a big, uh, that's a big day for, for them as well as their families. Small groups are starting back on August the 21st. Uh, looks like we're planning on eight meetings in the fall, eight meetings in the spring on Sunday evenings and times will be determined by the groups once formed. Uh, there's also gonna be, like last year, a high school group, and possibly a middle school group as well. They're gauging interest on that. Um, if you are interested in that, let Anna Marie, Brad, or JP know. And a sign-up list was sent to the Google group yesterday. Um, on Saturday, September the 10th at 8, there is going to be a symphony outing. So we've had several sporting event outings, but now something a little more cultural. Um, Mailer, uh, Mahler's, 
right? Malach. Malach. Uh, first said it the American way, right? Yes. The American pronunciation. <laughs> Mahler's Resurrection Symphony on Saturday, September the 10th at 8 p.m. Um, looks like we got 25 tickets, $37 each, and please see Larry if you'd like to attend. No, CJP. CJP if you'd like to attend. <laughs> Don't see Larry. <laughs> the uh, second installment of our annual prayer retreat will take place Friday, September the 23rd through Sunday, September the 25th, at St. Mary's of Sewanee. Uh, the theme will be a repeat of the winter retreat, Christ and the Blind, images for praying and presence and absence from the Spanish mystics of the 16th century. Lodging is dorm style, two-door room, with all meals provided from Friday dinner through Sunday breakfast. And that's $60 per person. And let Ryan Selberger know if you are interested in attending. Uh, the other news of note is we've switched internet service, so please take note of the bulletin on that. I'm not going to read it out loud. And let's continue to uh, remember and pray for those in cancer treatment. And names on here, Shelly, Brett, Pam, Reed, and Debbie Grubb, uh, Prentice's grandfather, Jane Spivey, uh, Julia, Ed Kelly, and uh, continue to remember uh, Christy and Chuck Hickman, Ray Gordon, Marvin Woods. I sent out an email to the group about a week ago about a, a childhood friend, and I didn't send a follow-up on that, so my apologies. Um, he uh, had a heart transplant, went through 12 hours of surgery, there were complications. Um, it was kind of touch and go for a day or two, but it looks like he is recovering slowly, um, which is a great thing. He's been kind of in a a holding pattern for a number of years, and his parents have as well. So uh, continue to pray for him and Dennis Clinton that uh, that he fully recovers and he can kind of restart his life. So uh, just continue to pray for him as well, uh, as well as our missionaries. Uh, look over the uh, 2022 events. Uh, about half of these we've already gone over, and the stuff later on in the year um, we'll certainly talk more of as we go on. Did I miss anything? Anybody have anything else? There's some camp lost and found in the back. Camp lost and found in the back. If you have lost anything, I think we might have something. <laughs> Can't remember what it is. T-shirts and Yeah, I'll go take a look. But there's stuff in the back. Um, if nothing else, we have coffee and donuts downstairs. been listening 
to 900 Ackland Avenue, a podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. If you'd like more information about our community, our church website is http colon slash slash Thanks again for joining us. God bless.